0: Emergency podcast. It's time for an emergency podcast here on the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morisuti. The Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators finally coming to terms on the trade that will send Matt Murray to the Maple Leafs uh, in exchange for future considerations. Uh, Toronto getting a couple of sweeteners in the deal. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Let's tell all of the listeners what we think of the trade, exactly the details And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it, pal. Roll the intro. You're locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked on these podcast, a one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, with Dave Morissuti, my co-host. And Dave, we got to get right into it, pal. It's an emergency episode. We haven't dropped one of these in quite some time because there hasn't been any, like, groundbreaking news. But, uh, you know, we we had recorded a podcast already, and I'll probably be out. You can go listen to it. We talked about the draft prospects. We talked about the, the qualifying offers And whatnot. And then there was some discussion about Matt Murray because Darren Dreger said, sounds like things are getting close and it didn't come to fruition until after we finished recording as typically happens for people who are in media. You'll know that happens all the time. Um, But the trade finally did come through and it's official now. So Matt Murray, a Toronto Maple Leaf at 25% uh, retained salary Along with a third round pick and a seventh round pick with basically nothing going back to Ottawa future considerations, which means nada. So Matt Murray's gonna come in at 25% retained. It's four point six eight seven million dollar cap for this season and next. Um, what'd you think, Dave? Are you are you okay with this now? Like we talked about it a couple of days ago. We said we have to wait until we see what the sweeteners are and what the deal is fully. Because if it makes sense, then okay, we can get on board. Are you on board with this trade, David?
1: Look, I I almost talked myself into the fact that Matt Murray was going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. It just just seemed like it was going to happen. Nothing was going to really change that. So I was okay with that. Then you see the trade happen. You see, okay, Matt Murray in a third-round pick. All right not the greatest in terms of sweeteners. Then you see the 25% cap retain. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Like really? 25%. I'm just going to roll out my thoughts. I'm just going to make this as organized as I can. Ottawa needed to move Matt Murray. They had no desire to keep him he was third on the depth chart for them. They, the $6.25 million cap hit, not great. Ottawa, not exactly a team that's spending to the cap. So whatever they take back, I don't think it really hurts them. So I don't know how you don't fight to get more. I don't even think, you know what? The people say, oh, you know, like why didn't they get 50%? I would have settled for 35, 40 in that case. Like every, every, dollar in dollar out for the Leafs is crucial. We've been ever since 2018, the Leafs have been running under the, this whole, everything is tight with the cap. It's like, this is our budget. We can't, because the NHL does not allow us to go over the cap. We have to work in these confines. How many times we've had to see the Leafs make certain concessions to get the cap to work. And then they're okay with just 25%. And this, to me, my concern here is, look, Matt Murray, Kyle Dubas, they have history, but that was a long – that was a while ago. Yeah. Right? A lot of things have happened. Right Sue now. Greyhound,
0: and Matt Murray, for those who are wondering what he's talking about. Former yeah, exactly. Sue Greyhound.
1: Okay. Kyle Dubas has had a very rough couple of years on the job with how the team has performed in the playoffs. He has said that the heat's on him, and in my opinion, this trade does not signify a GM that's on the hot seat. This is a GM that's willing to swing and take a bit of a gamble. Now, I'm not saying Matt Murray is completely terrible. I am not saying that. What I'm saying is, if you're going to make this type of a commitment, do all these things, give Ottawa, your rival, a break. Because really, they did give Ottawa a break here. If he got a better draft pick or something else on top of it, I'm fine with it. Also, locked on Senators. Ross, I watched your instant reaction to the trade. If you are watching this. No, I did not think the Leafs were going to get Shane Pinto or Formanton. I did not think that, but I did not think a third round pick was going to be the, it either. No, and that's where I sit on this. I'm it's not about Matt Murray. It's more so that a team that just rid itself of a very big cap anchor decided we're OK with adding an extra million dollars in Matt Murray and only getting a third round pick in return.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's the issue here. Like, I don't necessarily have a massive problem with Matt Murray as a goaltender because whether you like it or not, Matt Murray, when he's playing, and that's the operative word and what we're going to get back to in a moment, when he's playing, he's typically a, a pretty good goaltender, right? Even this past season, he was a pretty decent goalie um, this year with the Ottawa Senators when he played. But at tw- only 25% retention you still have to pay 4.687 million uh dollars in cap this year and next year i don't understand how you couldn't squeeze for either better sweeteners if that's all they're willing to retain or you gotta get more retention than that like that's just too much money in my opinion now about the player. Actually, I'm going to touch on a note that you mentioned about Kyle Dubas. I actually feel different than you about Kyle Dubas. Okay. Um, I think this is a risky move. This is a ballsy move, and I think he's putting his career on the line with this move. Career at the Maple Leafs. I'm sure he'll go off and probably find work elsewhere. But if this does not turn out to be a positive move, and he doesn't resort back to the goaltender he was when he was in Pittsburgh, or that... Small 11-game stretch this year where he was a 940 goaltender. And, you know, let's hope that's what he's going to be going forward. But, again, that was only 11-game stretch this year. Mm. So if he can go back to being that, then I think this this is, this is could work at the very least. It could work. But if it doesn't, and if he can't get his act together in terms of staying on the ice, availability is the best ability. There's a reason why Peter Morazic was shipped out of here. And it's because he was unreliable to be in between your pipes every single night, or even when you needed him as a backup. You know, every third or fourth night, fourth start. Can you really rely on Matt Murray all that much more than Peter Mrazek?
1: No, you can't. And and we and we know that this trade, when when it first was brewing, the big thing that the Leafs were trying to figure out was what's Matt Murray's injury history, what's right. his health like, can this guy. Is there any concern oh. about him going into training camp? Because if there's any concern, I, I, first off, I will say this. Leafs he'll have,
0: be training camp. They did say that was part of the due diligence that, that they were doing. I just sent you a link. Let's pull uh, up this yeah, link. Yeah, I'm link.
1: pulling it up right now. Yeah. That's the one so, I was looking for.
0: They did their due diligence, I'm sure, and they believe he'll be ready to go. This is Matt Murray's injury history over the course of his career. Um, and just look at how often – You're seeing things pop up, a neck injury, an undisclosed injury, COVID situation, a head injury, a non-COVID illness, lower body, upper body, upper body, lower body, concussion, personal reasons, upper body, lower body. Like the guy consistently is on the IR and it has kind of been that way through his entire career at the end of the day. It truly has been. Um, So, that's to me the biggest issue is a you're giving up or you're not really getting anything in terms of sweeteners. Like, what the heck's a third and a seventh round pick? That's nothing to me, no. absolutely nothing. So, I, that's 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 baloney. At that least be, if you're be, gonna yeah. roll the dice, but at least if you're gonna roll the dice on Matt Murray, who has an injury history as extensive as that, you got to make sure that you get more cap retention. So that you have enough to go out and get a second goaltender to pair up with them in a tandem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you've really limited yourself. Now they're limited because they have less money than they did before the Mirazik deal. Yeah. To try and go out and get a tandem. I I'm I, look, I, I think Matt Murray is a decent goaltender when he is on the ice, but as we just looked at his extensive injury history. He's not on the ice nearly as often as he needs to be and that to me is the biggest issue when you're paying a guy almost five million dollars 4.7 million I mean it's just that takes you out of the running for Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper for sure. I mean yeah. I don't know does that mean Samsonov is is still in the running perhaps
1: but I'm what's not- that gonna cost you like Washington got rid of him because he might look for three to three and a half million.
0: Well, that was more of an arbitrations case, but yeah. even regardless, but like the last three years, so his final season in Pittsburgh, he played 38 games. It was a COVID shortened season. It was only like 69 or 70 games played for them that year, but still only 38 out of 70 games, not a whole lot. And then last year only played 27 games for the Ottawa Senators. This year only played 20 out of a full 30, 82 games uh season and he ended up getting sent down to the minors at one point now when he returned to the minors he went on a tear where the first game was a blowout loss to the leaf six nothing and then went on a, a nine game run after that it was a full month a run after that where he was lights out lights out goaltender was like 945 save percentage throughout that that month of of february there um or like January into February and then an injury occurred and uh, there went the season for him. (laughs) Right. And that's kind of been the case with him, right? He just, when he starts to get going and pick it up an injury occurs. So if you're the Maple Leafs, you are making the largest wager possible that you see the injuries that he's had in the past and say, these are freak injuries. We don't think that these are going to pop up again. They're not going to occur again, right? COVID, That's basically, I mean, hopefully COVID doesn't rear its ugly head again and that won't happen. You know, hopefully we can work with our doctors and whatnot. And, you know, hopefully we can keep him healthy and have him play as many games as possible. But if he can't, this is is, to me the one move where I look at it and say, Kyle, you are putting your – GM title on the line, your job on the line with a move this big. There's so much risk. And to me, if it doesn't work out, he's gone. Dubas is gone if it does not work out. Because everybody knows how big of a risk this is. And if they don't get the reward out of it, that's probably it for, uh, for Kyle Dubas here. Because he's really putting it on the line here, in my opinion.
1: Oh, no, he definitely is. Like, when when the Leafs let Frederick Anderson go, that was considered a bit of a risk. It wasn't a total gamble because Jack Campbell was still here and they found another. And because Jack Campbell was signed to a pretty reasonable deal, when you look at it all, they could bring in another goaltender less than what Frederick Anderson got with Carolina and you were okay with that. This right, right here, the problem here is, You bring in Matt Murray. We heard what Kyle Dewis kind of said and that he thinks Shalgren and Joseph Wool can handle a workload, which that's an even bigger gamble when you're looking at young, unproven goaltenders. So now I think if the Leafs don't bring in a veteran goaltender that can, like, I'm not saying they need to spend 3 to $4 million on another veteran, but they cannot bring a guy that can give them you know, reputable games as a backup option. Yeah, this is Kyle Dubas basically p- putting his, his career with the Leafs on the line. Like, yeah. we, we've we heard people say that before because of the Leafs failing to make the playoffs, but those, Kyle Dubas didn't make moves like this where he was putting himself, his all of his chips, or he was putting himself into a player that's had injury problems, and hasn't performed like he has in the past. Now, like his Pittsburgh numbers were good, so I think maybe they just think we get him into a situation that works for him. We've got just the new goaltending situation is going to be different. The team in front of him is going to be is going to be better than Ottawa. Yeah, hundred so, like, percent. That that's where I think Kyle Dubas is hedging his bets. That's just like a massive bet to make at this point in your career with what how the last few seasons have gone.
0: Yeah, I saw a tweet by uh Mike Kelly, and he said that last season in just the 20-game sample size, he had a 906 save percentage with the Senators, but it, it was better than that. And I noted that stretch that he had, a 946 save percentage through a nine-game stretch, but he also if you look at it the season as a whole through those 20 games, in terms of goals saved above expected per 60, third in the NHL for players who played as many minutes as him, third in the NHL in goals saved above expected. So um, that's a a promising stat. However, if you claw back the year before that, and the year before that, he's among the bottom of the league in goals saved above expected. So I don't know what goaltender you're going to get. But if there's one saving grace, I think, to this trade that you can look at it, maybe there's two, that you can look at it and say, okay, I'm willing to roll the dice. I'm willing to believe that it's worth it for Kyle Dubas to roll the dice, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's his playoff success. He's a proven winner. He's got two Stanley Cups, right? Two Stanley Cups. This guy's got to come here acting all – patty be like sorry haters can't hear you got a couple of two stanley cups in my ears i'm hoping he says that in his press conference but you look at his playoff success two cups a 218 goals against in a 921 save percentage with six shutouts through those runs and it's 50 games so 50 games of playoff hockey and that's pretty successful two cups to boot So for a team that has really struggled in the playoffs to bring in a guy who has a playoff pedigree, you can look at that as a positive. Now I know what some are going to say. Look at the last two years. Jack Hamill goaltending certainly has not been the issue at all. And I would agree with you. Goaltending has not been the issue in the playoffs at all. I'm just saying at least there's a proven track record of playoff success when Matt Murray's between the pipes
1: Hmm. and the playoffs
0: are where it matters most. So that to me is like, that's what I'm clinging on to just hoping, okay, let's get. And hopefully Matt Murray does his thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you this, Mike, assuming Jack Campbell gets five by five minimum. I think he might even get more based on how the market's going right now. Jack Campbell a five by five or two years of Matt Murray at what he's getting.
0: So you bring me to my second positive of this, actually, which I don't know if you were leaning this way or not. I don't know if you heard, but there's a, a player named Austin Matthews and William Nylander whose contract is up in two seasons. If you to have signed Jack Campbell or Darcy Kemper to long-term deals, that money would have carried in and cut into the free agent dollars that you could offer up an extension to Nylander and or Austin Matthews. It's not going to impact you signing any of your big boys, right? So you can rid yourself of that contract after next season. Heck, you can even buy out this deal next year, and it's actually not going to cost you a whole lot of money too. So you can even buy it out if you really wanted to, if it doesn't work this season and you're not going to be hurt too badly, Um, especially in the final year where it's $8 million in actual dollars. I think it's only like a $775,000 cap hit or something like that. It's a pretty reasonable cap hit. But um, so that's a thing that I look at as well as maybe it's more of a positive that they're going short term on a goalie as opposed to having to go long term in a competitive market for Kemper and Campbell, and then what if it doesn't go well, right? What if it doesn't go well, and then you've got that money sunk into these players, and you also have, you know, Nylander and and um, Austin Matthews up for renewal. So Matt Murray at two years, that gives you two seasons to try and figure it out. Still relatively young-ish for a goalie at 28 years old. You know, if he could stay healthy, and that's a big bet, it's a big gamble, but if he could stay healthy, I think – they probably preferred this situation to five by five or five by five and a half, whatever it is, for a Kemper or a Jack Campbell. I could be wrong. Well, obviously, I'm not wrong because it sounds like that was the preferred situation since that's what they ended up going with. I could be wrong, I suppose, but a glass half full. I'm trying to look at a glass half full here. So I guess that the the only two years on the deal is not horrible.
1: Yeah, like this is this isn't the Leafs locking in Matt Murray to this no a four five six year deal, kind of like what Ottawa did, which <laughs> yeah. I never it understood well. in the first place. By the way, me. Like, either. Ottawa just that
0: the just money, that money made no sense. The the, the long like lo, trying to get him long term made sense, but the a six. Six over six million dollars made zero cents. But yeah, anyway.
1: So like and, and you look at what other goalies have been getting recently. Like Billy Houston got 4.75 over three years in Detroit. Right. 27 uh, year old last year was kind of really his only year where you saw something out of him. Like that's we're we're seeing teams right now when it comes to goaltending it's really hard because not many teams have been able to draft and develop their goalies. Again, that's, that's we, I criticize the Leafs for doing that. That's why the Leafs are in this situation in the first place. Yeah. So you have to live, you have to live with that. If you're Kyle Dewis, I understand fans are going to hate this move. I don't expect fans to like it. My only thing I will say though, bef- is let's, let's give Matt Murray a chance to play a single game before we, totally crucify this one i hope
0: he can play a single game for this team (laughs) that that too that's the problem that's that's the only i'll say this right now if this guy can play 50 games this year if i know i'm getting 50 games out of matt murray for the skill level that he's at this is a great trade a great trade and i feel very confident with the skill level of matt murray giving me 50 games of matt murray level play I don't know if he can give me 50 games. That's the only issue. It's injury. Availability is the best ability. And it's something that Matt Murray hasn't given you in years. And it's going to be a massive question mark going forward. And it's just so curious that Dubas went down this rabbit hole again after what he's hap- after what happened with Mrazik and Campbell last year with injuries, I, I just that—that's the
1: puzzling part,
0: confusing to me that he didn't want somebody a little bit more durable who you can rely on to at least be in the net, whether or not he's going to give you, you know, above league average goaltender or not, whatever. But at least you know he'll be in the net.
1: Yeah, and look, and when he was in Pittsburgh after he kind of arrived on the scene. There was three years there where he was at 49, 49, and 50 games. Yeah. So it's not like he's never done it before, but it's just it's been a long time since he's done it. Right. The following year, 38 games.
0: Then well, once the injuries come, right, they start piling up and they come, you know, quicker than the last, right? The next injury comes quicker than the last. Exactly. Right? That's what they say when you know people have the the band-aid label. And unfortunately, Matt Murray's got that label, and, you know, hopefully he can shake it at some point. would be nice, obviously, for the Maple Leafs if he could shake that label. Um, But at one point, he was considered a, a, you know, one of the more high-quality, up-and-coming goaltenders in the league, and injuries kind of hit it. You know, he hit a ditch through injury, and COVID was a situation. His father passed. Um, There was just so much that went into where things started to go wrong with Matt Murray, where you know Kyle Dubis is looking at it and saying, maybe if we can get him in the right mind frame, right mindset. Frame of mind was the phrase I was looking for. Yeah. In the right frame of mind, maybe we can find that goalie once again. And they've got the resources to try and do that, but it takes two to tango, right? And sometimes your your mind can be as strong as it wants to be. Can the body hold up? And that's the big question mark.
1: Yeah. And now the Leafs have about 6.3. Let's say 6.36 is the actual number. Million dollars left of cap space. I'm <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking to myself.
0: Got to sign Angval.
1: You have to sign Angval. You have to sign, figure out what you're doing with Rasmus Sandin.
0: And a backup goalie.
1: A backup goal, yep, a backup goal. I think, yeah, you have to get another goalie. Um, I think you still need one more defenseman. And I think you need to do some work up front. Like, I I don't think the Leafs, I I think that you're going to expect more moves from the Leafs on the trade front because unless the Leafs are comfortable with, you know, like a Tavares, Nylander, Kerr foot line again, which, mm mm-mm, I'm not comfortable with that. I think you have to expect there's going to be more going on. Like we said, remember Duba saying at the draft, we feel there are, we can make deals to alleviate some cap space. Yeah.
0: We know what's going on. We know the market. Yeah. So if they need to, we've talked about it before, right? Justin Hall, they can use as, as a way to alleviate cap space. Alex Kerfoot potentially can try and work something out with, with Jake Muzzin. See if he wants to go somewhere, there are ways to open up some more cap, but uh, also making sure Ottawa retains more than 25%. Another cool way to try and retain yeah. as much ta- cap as possible. Right? So I don't know, man. Um, overall, I think I'm grading this. Well, yeah. Uh, D plus. Like, I think I'm giving it a deep. Ah, I was going to give it a C. C I'll give it a C minus. I'll give it a C minus, which is still pretty crap grade. Yeah, it's not. By the way, people. 62%. Yeah, we're not.
1: We're not. We're not going to give this an F because it's not an F, but it's not. It's not a a move that you're like, all right. I'm going to stick with my D
0: plus. I'm Mm -hmm. sticking with the D plus. You can go C minus. I think I gotta stick with the D plus man. I just I, I look at it and I just think it's way too big of a gamble. <laughs> like I, I just I think the risk is is way too high and not sure there's enough of a reward. Like you tell me you couldn't have found a, a less risky goalie at that price. I don't um, know. I'm
1: also just wondering how how was there never. I, I really, really, really do hope somebody asked Kyle Dubas. Was there a potential of a third
0: team getting involved to eat some more cap? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, if all they were giving up was a third and a seventh, honestly, I think I would rather 50% retained and, like, no sweeteners than only 25% and a third.
1: Yeah. Like, so
0: I would have okay. offered, like you said, Instead of giving us the third, let's give a third-round pick to Arizona, have them park another 50% of the cap, and then we could take them that way. I would have much preferred that, a cheaper cap hit than a third-round pick.
1: And the Leafs could have even sent Arizona a player, just say here, just so you have – a, like, a third-round pick is good enough. For you. you could even have given them a prospect. Well, Justin
0: Hall, you want a live body to play for you since you know no one's going to want to come to play at Arizona State University. For the next three years, you're gonna have a tough time bringing in NHL talent here. Take one that's already under contract, so you don't have to worry about that.
1: Exactly. That, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Like, the, there there are ways at least could have saved cap. I, I I just I just I'm a little worried that Kyle Dubas is thinking that this is totally like hunky dory. No one's gonna like. He knows people are gonna have problems to deal because. <laughs> like if Kyle Deuce doesn't think someone like, there's,
0: there's nothing that he could do. Honestly, any goalie that they picked, there was going to be one. Like there's a side of the aisle that believes this is a great trade. Yeah. Not even a good trip. But they're like, Oh, this is a great trade. A two time Stanley cup champion. Like he's still young. Of course. You know, I, I think that's a good trade. Like there are many people on that side of the aisle. I happen to be more so in the middle, maybe leaning towards, you know, towards bad trade. I'm just very skeptical at the end of the day. I'm so skeptical on this one. And I just, I need to see good health out of Matt Murray. Cause if not this season could be another lost season, man.
1: Like, and I'll also say this about Ottawa too. Like they're very happy to get rid of the cap hit, but like Anton Forsberg and flip Gustin don't exactly for a team that wants to take a step forward. That's a gamble too, that they're taking.
0: Yeah, I would I'll take that. I'll take Anton Forsberg over
1: I, I really wanted Anton Forsberg. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't re-sign with Ottawa. Yeah, I
0: know.
1: If you're Anton Forsberg and you look at what's going on with the goalie market, do you think to yourself, mm, maybe I was a little too eager to sign in Ottawa?
0: Like because yeah, he, he signed for what, like two and change, like two and a half or two eighty five or something. Seven like or
1: five I think is what he got.
0: Yeah, like mm-hmm. high twos. Yeah, probably could have got somewhere in the threes if he would've went to the open market, probably.
1: Because he played good for a, a not so great senators defense.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. He was great.
1: I mean he granted he didn't play he played how many games? I'm just looking here. He played forty six games and he had wow. a point seven save percentage. Yeah. Decent play. amount. Like, that's good.
0: Like, And that's why they felt like they were could move on from Murray, right? Like, they have Anton Forsberg as their number one. They want Philip Gustafson to kind of be their number two. And they didn't want to carry a third goalie. So, find a trade partner. Anyone want him? Yeah. Kyle Duba says, oh, a former Sue's on the block? Yes, please. I'll take that. And uh, I, I just hope
1: that's not something he references, like, a lot. I just hope it's not because it's gonna it's going to get because then it will just say that Kyle Dubas has a reputation for that. And look, he, he does;
0: he already has a reputation. What do I you know. mean? That's already a no, thing. Like
1: now, it's like really like it, it's almost like a like yes, he's had a reputation for it, but like this is like full out. Like you're just that's like us and Italian stuff.
0: Yeah, but so was Nick Ritchie. bringing in Nick Ritchie on a contract was also like okay, let's let's see if we can have a, a former. You know, Sault Ste. Marie connection. He played for the Sioux, didn't he? Or he was from uh, Sault Ste. Marie? I don't
1: I don't think he played for Sault Ste.
0: Marie. Oh, maybe he was just from Sault Ste. Marie. There was a Nick Ritchie-Sault Ste. Marie connection. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe he was from... Well, Ritchie. he's from
1: Orangeville, and he played for... Oh, he played 23 games for the Sioux. He was from played most of his career with Peter Roble. He played 23 games.
0: So he <laughs> traded for Nick Ritchie back in the day for looks like a playoff push looks like it so i mean to me it's definitely already a label this is just reaffirming it if anything so i mean let's look and see what other uh are there any free agents that are former Sioux players are guaranteed to be oh, this
1: is my this might the why the heck would they were so eager to get rid of jerry mccann one of another pretty good sue gary hound guy
0: yeah, well, I don't think they were eager to get rid of him. That was more of a – it was a different situation, but point taken. Anyway, uh, we'll see, Dave. We'll see. There's got to be another move, though. Like, there's he, you can't go in with Murray and Schalger and as your one-two. Uh, you just can't. That I, can't be the case. they they got to go and get a Thomas Grice or a Yaro Halak, uh, you know – is Kudobin on the available? Like I No, I think his
1: career is pretty much in the like if I'm if if you want an early look in my I pay, he's always,
0: injured and he's gonna be out, like he might be retired.
1: Hopey, he, I've heard he's he I know somebody had I, oh we have to do the mailbag by the way. We know we have to do the mailbag. Very we'll the week.
0: week. There's been there's so much going on we might have to yeah. push it to to, to next week because I know tomorrow's yeah. gonna be free agency and whatnot, but we will get to the mailbag. Um, like
1: if I'm looking at early goaltenders the Leaf should target, Halak would be one because at least this guy has worked in a one a one B tandem before and did it pretty well in Boston.
0: Yeah. Grice,
1: Martin Jones. Eric Comrie is a is an you know, he had a pretty decent year in Winnipeg. I didn't hate that. When he
0: would you sniff around a Kevin Lankinen like, oh I don't. I don't like that a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, like there's just not much, man. There's really not much. And and for the price that you're gonna have to get your goaltenders at now, you know, you're hoping that a guy, maybe Martin Jones, does come and play for a million or a million and a half or Thomas Grice. I guess Comrie, you pay him like two million bucks. Perhaps he comes and you know, he's your two B, but it, it's not as sexy as it once looked like it could be. about the goaltending position, that's for sure. Unless Cam Tell make the money work, which might be might be tight. I don't know. But that'll do it for us, Dave. That'll do it. We're gonna have to think on this one. Maybe we'll have a good night's rest. It'll allow us to you know sleep on it, and maybe we'll feel a little bit better about this trade in the morning. Because Matt Murray's the guy going forward. Looks like he's going to be the guy. Because at 4.6, probably not your number two. Going to assume he's not the number two. All right. That does it for us here today on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I like thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Lease podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Uh, go ahead leave a comment down below. Your thoughts on the trade. Grade the trade as well down in the comment section below. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.